So if you hear a little bit of white noise in the background of today's podcast, that would be the rain outside. It seems like it has been raining nonstop, but just like with a storm, it's always something to look forward to. Got a little sunshine to look forward to. Don't know how your 2022 has been so far, but you know what? There's another half to the year coming up and there's a lot of stuff to get excited about. And that's the podcast for today, talking about some of the projects that we're most excited about that will happen between now and 2023, whether it's new businesses opening up, uh, some concert announcements, we have bars, restaurants, anything, you know, and everything that's happening in downtown Knoxville for the rest of the year, we're going to talk about it. So I'm Ryan Willis, downtown reporter at Knox News, and joining me on this lovely rainy day... Silas Sloan, Growth and Development Reporter at Knox News. This is The Scruffy Stuff, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville, a podcast brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium, exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offer and sign up today. So one of the things I'm most excited about is UT football. The season's coming up. Things are ramping up. This is your ready. first football season, right? This is my first football season. Not ever, here. but your first one Not in ever. SEC country. Fresh yes. off the allegations coming out, or fresh off the violations, I should say. You got to be excited about it. I'm excited. You know, like we talked, we talked on this podcast a few few weeks ago. I moved here from Oregon about six years ago, and six years, six months feels like six. It years. feels like six years. Time drags when you're not having fun. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> um, but at UVO, you know, the crowd is loud and rowdy. It's fun. It's loud, but it's. I don't think anything can really prepare me for SEC football, and you know, Neyland all these Stadium. specifically. I mean, so the Stadium. size of Neyland Stadium and the renovations to Neyland Stadium too. Yeah. That's something. I mean, this is going to be the first football season we've had um, in a while with the Vols letters back around the outside right. of the stadium, which seems probably to an outsider like not that big of a deal, but it's something that people have been talking about, have been craving to come back for a while. So that's going to be really cool to see. Well. Um, and I, I mean, I like the looks of those. I like those letters. I think those are those are a nice addition in my eyes. But um, yeah, no, that stadium's going to be crazy. That's about twice as big as Autzen Stadium back in Oregon. So, and they have the cool light show too, which I'm not sure if you've seen that before. But we got we got an awesome light show. A lot to be excited about. Um, I have to say, you're you're more of the sports guy. I think I'm a little bit more of the music guy. We balance each other out nicely in that mm-hmm. way. And so I have to say that I'm excited about. I'm going to say two things. Uh, River Breeze Event Center and The Outpost. Although The Outpost, I have not gotten an update on that. Um, the website still says that it's planned to open in 2022. Um, so we'll see if that happens. That's the music venue that's supposed to be coming to State Street in downtown Knoxville. But River Breeze Event Center, super excited. I think I've talked about it here on the podcast before. Uh, there's a venue in Asheville that's very similar to this uh, called Salvage Station and I had a chance to go there and see Keller Williams a while back, and it's so cool, right on the river, um, which in Asheville, you're on the French Broad River. Here in Knoxville, you'll be on the Holston River, a music venue with a stage set up, beer gardens, outdoor seating, just general um, just general fun outside. And, you know, we don't really have a place to see outdoor music here in Knoxville outside of the World's Fair Park Performance Lawn, which is, you know, for one-off events. It's not a dedicated music venue. 
Um, you have the Tennessee Amphitheater, but you know stuff doesn't really get hosted there for a variety of reasons. So having River Breeze Event Center, a short drive from downtown, a drive that you won't have to make because they're going to be doing free shuttle service for those who have tickets to and from downtown with the first concert coming up in August, UB40. You know, red, red wine. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. So I'm excited, not necessarily for that show, <laughs> um, but I am excited uh, to get out to River Breeze Event Center and hopefully the Outpost too. We'll see if that actually happens. Don't take all the credit for being the music guy. I'm, I'm, I'm an appreciator of music too. And I see the the Big Ears sticker there on your water bottle. Yes, and I remember you know, when you got that Big Ears 2022. And yeah, 20. yeah, 2022. Yeah, the first one in three years. Boy, first one in three years. Your first one ever. My first one ever, but it's coming back next year. The lineup's going to drop this second half of 2022. I think so. I think you're right. I think usually, because the festival's in March, March, yeah, March, well, March and April, March 30th through April 2nd. And if we're following previous years, that we should expect that lineup to be announced um, in the fall, in the winter, um, at least in enough time for people to be able to plan their trips from all over the world to Knoxville, which is one of the mm-hmm. coolest things about that festival. The fact, you know, people are coming from. All types of places. So I don't know. I would. Are anybody you would want to see in that lineup? I mean, I think we both would want to see Eve Tumor back in Knoxville. I would love to see Eve Tumor back in Knoxville. They were fantastic, greatest concert I've ever seen. But you know, I didn't know it hardly anybody going into that that festival. So I'm, you know, I'll I'm I'll be pleasantly surprised by whatever they uh, they come up with. Yeah, I mean that's one of the best parts about the festival. I think it's just the fact that. Um, you know, it's a, it's a music discovery festival in a way, and um, there's a few other music discovery festivals I think you could call them uh, that are going to be happening. We don't have to wait till 2023 for them. They're going to be happening in the second half of 2022, and uh, one of those festivals that I am ecstatic for because there's an artist playing this festival that has been on my bucket list for quite some time. Well. At least half of they're they're half of the artists that I wanted to see. I've always wanted to see Outcast, and while Outcast won't be coming to Second Bell Festival at Sutri Landing Park, we will be getting Big Boy, which is incredibly exciting. Not to mention a reunion performance by Super Drag. I'm embarrassed to say that I have never been to a Second Bell Festival, even though it happens right around the corner from my apartment. But that's happening September 30th and um, October 1st at Sutri Landing Park, right on the Tennessee River, which is just, I wish that that park would get used more for events like this because it's so such a beautiful park um, being right there on the water with the skyline in the background. It's a little rough around the edges right now with apartments going up there on the river, but it's going to be a great time. I'm excited for that one sure as, as well as New Ground Festival, which I'm not sure if you've heard of that one before it's kind of I don't a, think i have it's kind of a new one also happening in september which let's just go ahead and say make festivals happen in september i i it's, agree it's a lot cooler i mean that one's september 30th through october 1st it's going to be nice second bell and new ground is happening september 17th through 18th at lakeshore park um the, the lineup for this one again a great lineup the vagabonds flip turn the nude party cruz Contreras. Uh, Connor Kelly and the Time Warps, Crumb Snatchers, um, some local bands, but you got some um, some regional bands and some names on this lineup that are sure are sure to attract um, people you know in the region to Knoxville um, to a you know under renovated not under renovated under renovation uh-huh. a park that is under renovations undergoing renovations you right got now Lakeshore Park perhaps the flagship park in Knoxville and. Then while we're at it, I just would like to mention the return of Sunset on Central as well. One of my favorite festivals, one of the first festivals, if not the first festival that I went to here in Knoxville. And that is going to be happening on August 27th. We have the Foxies, uh, Co-Rook, 
I don't know how you say that, Pet Envy, but also Cam Cool, who I just saw recently at Pretentious, uh, Moody Judy. This is perhaps the you know the the epitome of music discovery festivals because there's a lot of good stuff on this lineup, but not necessarily you know high on the stream counts. You're going to find some cool yeah. stuff, I think. And the best part about it, in my opinion, in addition to being in just a really cool part of town uh, on Central, obviously, uh, is just the fact that uh, it's free. I mean, yeah. free is always good. And so um, those are just, you know, some more festivals to get excited about this year. So while we're on the subject of Sunset on Central, how about one of the venues is going to be a new spot opening up Yeehaw Brewery? Yeah. What do you think about that? What do I think about it? I think that's very exciting. I, uh, I, I consider in a way Yeehaw to be the, uh, the house beer of the state of Tennessee. I feel like it's one of those beers that you will see all over. They have a wide distribution area and now they're calling Knoxville home. I mean, they've moved their headquarters here and it's one of those things we've been seeing dirt moving for a little bit. We've been seeing, you know, uh, the work happening over there at that site. It's at the former Elkmont exchange right behind, uh, central filling station, which is one of the main venues as well for sunset on central. And from what I understand and from what I can see, doesn't look like too much right now because there's a lot of dirt, but that dirt, once it gets replaced with grass, once everything gets built out, I think it's going to be a really cool outdoor area, um, just to hang out and, you know, Central Filling Station is already sort of the gathering place for that part of town. But when you have something, you know, so close to Central Filling Station with some shared ownership or shared management, I know Charles Ellis is involved in both of those. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just going to be like that's going to be the place to be in Knoxville, at least for the first little bit after that place opens up, because you're going to be able to walk from Yeehaw to Central Filling Station back over. And not to mention when apartments potentially come into that Broadway church building right there nearby, I think this is going to really just liven up the entire area. So I'm very excited, um, as it sounds like you are. I just kind of took that all from you there. You brought it up and didn't give you a chance to talk. But Yeehaw, I mean, it's 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 going to be great. Yeehaw, I'm excited. <laughs> Yeehaw, they're Yeehaw. coming. Um, Yeehaw. Like I mentioned, that that whole area, though, is, is just um, booming right now uh if we were talking about the broadway central corridor i guess you could call that downtown north into old north knox but even all the way up to happy holler and into the oakwood neighborhood there's just a lot of things happening um to get excited about for one right now uh bistro by the tracks and it's happy holler location it's just a a pop-up at the moment and the plan is eventually for that randy burleson restaurant to move to a uh the former orangery space in bearden but after that move happens, uh, apparently Randy has plans to find a concept, open a new restaurant, and place a bistro by the tracks that is um, something that really fits in with the neighborhood. So we'll see when that move happens and if that transition happens, um, you know, in 2022. But you know, the idea of more food in that area is great because that's something that's been missing for a while. Um, you know, you have some food there now uh, with Hard Knocks Pizza opening up a location in the area, which is exciting. And right next door to Hard Knocks is uh, Ebony and Ivory Brewing, which is supposed to be opening up. So more beer in the area as well. Um, and I'm just going to be keeping some tabs on uh, Time Warp Team Room. If you didn't have a chance to check out the photo story that uh, me and uh, Scruffy Stuff producer slash photojournalist Calvin Mattice worked on about Time Warp Team Room closing, it sounds like there is a uh, some some new buyers or some new owners, I should say, of that building um, from California. Um, I think one of the comments on the story said, "Don't California my Tennessee," but you know what? People are 
moving here. And it's, it's kind of cool to see, in my opinion, that people from so far away are getting excited and investing into Knoxville. It shows just how far the city has come in recent years, um, not just in downtown, but in the neighborhoods, you know, um, you know, sort of coming out of downtown all the way up into Happy Holler. So just Happy Holler, Oakwood, Broadway Central. That's just something I'm excited to see grow. And I think we could see growth, even though there's only you know a few more months left in uh, 2022. I still think we could see some exciting things happen and make that neighborhood even cooler than it is. Something else that's going to be pretty exciting is, you know, there's a big baseball stadium project. Really? There, oh, you haven't heard? I haven't heard of wow. baseball stadium like a like for like for kids, like little league or No, for the for the big leagues but the minor leagues. So <laughs> yeah, the, the, the big the little big, big leagues. The little big leagues. Um the Tennessee Smokies, they're getting their own a new brand new stadium in the old city and, you know, that project's not going to be completed for a few years. Um but they're going to start moving dirt on it pretty soon. So it'll be exciting to see some movement on such a big project that I think people have been really, really excited for. Yeah. Some people have been excited. Some people not so much. Some people do not like the idea. But from, you know, you and I recently went to the Sports Authority meeting and had a chance to um, hear an update on the project. It sounds like developers are going to be scaling back that project a little bit to deal with the, you know, the crazy construction costs and the soaring labor costs and everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, so it's going to be scaled back, but I tell you, I, I looked at those renderings and while I could tell like, okay, yeah, they removed a floor here, mm-hmm. they, you know, move some boxes around, tighten things up a little bit. It still is, looks like a massive development. If to the untrained eye, somebody who's not keeping up with this as, as frequently as we are here at Knox news, it doesn't really look like there's that many changes happening. They're just trying to find ways to cut costs. And, um, yeah, like you said, I mean, they've been doing some water and sewer work, which is, you know, all we've really seen are closed road signs and equipments, right. you know, working on sewer lines. But uh, once you actually see dirt moving, see some grading work happening, um, you know, see like uh, Doug, the uh, CEO of the Tennessee Smokies, said, you know, the heavy equipment that you're used to seeing with a yeah. project like this actually on the site. I think that's going to build some of that excitement that maybe right. hasn't been there for water and sewer lines being relocated. No, you not know that, that utilities those aren't the those aren't the it's not the sexy stuff you want to see in the baseball stadium. But right. I think you know, wait that out. You'll, those renderings looked pretty pretty cool. Yeah. I I liked what they were doing with it. Um, also, just nearby in the old city. I mean, not not just the stadium, but the fact that this stadium is coming and developers and investors are really starting to snatch up land wherever they can in the old city, knowing that this stadium is in the pipeline. And so, um, you know, just everything that's happening in the old city is something to keep an eye on this year. I think we're going to see a lot of properties. Maybe not a lot, but we're going to see some properties transfer. And uh, we've already seen that happening with David Dewhurst buying up some of the most notable um, properties in that area. You talk about um, the Greyhound Station, for one. It's going to be a great corner as far as connecting nearby neighborhoods to the old city. And then you look at people like Will Sims, kind of an up-and-coming developer who's been making some moves but really getting involved in the old city. Um, you know, Helped purchase the JFG building and is now working on the Bowery and Envy nightclub uh, buildings there and, and reimagining what that space could look like. Um, stuff's happening, stuff's moving. Um, although dirt's not moving at the, at the site of the baseball stadium yet, there's a lot of dirt moving around in other places. So, um, that's going to be a cool thing to keep an eye on. And I think we'll even see some properties change just for people to sit on it and, and for them to eventually change hands again, just because that property value over there is only increasing. But as all this interest gets into the old city area and apartments open up like stockyard lofts and people start moving here, um, there's going to be stuff that, people that are living in this area need. And one of the things that you hear about all the time downtown is whether or not uh, downtown can sustain or whether or not downtown even needs a grocery store. And I wrote a story about this a while back. 
Um, sounds like Knoxville downtown area is still a little bit, um, you know, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't quite have everything a grocery store tenant might be looking for as far right. as size of city and foot traffic and how many people are actually living within walking distance or biking distance of, you know, a grocery store if it were to open up downtown, but a small grocery store, I think there's uh, a need for that. And so, uh, sure. red Panda, uh, it's, um, from the same People behind Kaizen and Taco Taco, Jesse Newmister and Margaret Stolfi, um, Red Panda Grocery Store opening up in the former Hinhock, potentially, uh, potentially in August, so potentially this month. Um, and it's supposed to be, you know, if you've been to Hinhock before, it's it's small, so you know it's going to be only as big as Hinhock was, and have some groceries, but still, you know, a nice amenity for anybody that's living in that area. Better than nothing, right? Yeah, something something is always better than nothing. Yeah. You know, there's supposed to be something in the 100 block, too. There's supposed to be a uh, Indian food restaurant slash convenience store that was supposed to open up, I think, in November. I haven't really seen much movement over there. I need to probably look into that and see mm-hmm. what the latest is. But, you know, I think people see that there's a need for, you know, some sort of convenience store in that area with right now the, the main place being the market, which is a little bit further up on Gay Street near Nama and near right. Regal. So. Um, yeah, just you know, another thing to be excited about among the many things. Right. You talked about businesses kind of moving and changing hands. Mm-hmm. You know, some big news. I don't know. Have you heard? But there's some movement going on in the food hall. Oh, really? I, food hall and baseball stadium. I haven't food heard hall anything. And baseball stadium. You know, there's this guy who's been writing a whole bunch of stories for the Knoxville News Sentinel about oh, the food hall and the baseball stadium. That's me. You need to meet him. We talked about the food hall a lot, but something that's kind of exciting coming into this is new restaurants and new. New concepts are coming in there, so you get more more options, some new options for food. I like the way that you think about that because I think a lot of people are getting held up on the fact that um, you know there's is so much transition and thinking about what that means overall for the big picture mm-hmm. of the food hall and whether or not it can be sustainable for you know the, in the way that the developers thought it could be. But you know, from the consumer side. Maybe it is a good thing, you know. Get to try something new every now and then. We didn't you recently try what is it the Caddy Rowalla? Yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, yeah. We we're talking about Indian food a second ago. That's Indian food as well. Pretty good. I, I had thought it, too. it was great. Yeah, I thought it was delicious. And you know, one of the things I'm really excited about is people listen to this podcast, Ryan. You you got people listening. People mm-hmm. heard our feedback, and a healthier option is coming into the into the food hall. So I that was one of my things I wanted to see from it. So I'm excited to have that in there. Yeah, um, and the food hall, I can't remember what we said. Specifically, we're talking about Marble City Market there on right. West Depot. But, um, you know, we were talking earlier about dirt moving on the uh, Old City Stadium site. Well, hopefully we'll see some dirt moving um, even more at the Kearns Bakery site, which yes. is supposed to be another food hall set to open, I believe, uh, June of next year. So it's still a ways off. But, um, you know, at least keep your eye on the construction, if yeah. not the final product. Um, but, uh, you know, just interesting concepts. I mean, the food hall was something new to Knoxville, something that downtown Knoxville had never seen before. And, um, you know, I think people are still trying to figure out exactly how it fits into the city. And there's a couple other um, unique things on the bar side uh, that I think are worth keeping an eye on and things to get excited about here for the rest of the year. And one is going to be uh, the Holistic Connection, a Delta 8 dab bar that has now opened up on Gay Street. Um, so it's open, but I, I'm just interested to see for the rest of 2023 how that fits in to downtown Knoxville, especially yeah. In a block, the 700 block that doesn't get that as much traffic as perhaps your 400 blocks do, or you know, down in the core of K Street. Right. Um, and then further out, uh, we're, this is not really downtown, but on Sutherland, uh, a sober bar, Frog Juice Kombucha, Kombuchery, Butchery, Kombuchery, Butchery, Butchery. Um, I'm a fan you, of that word. It's opened up a, a, a sober bar, and that's something that Knoxville hasn't 
had um maybe they have you know in some capacity i'm sure but it's something that there's been a need for and i'm interested in seeing exactly mm-hmm. how exactly that fits in and hopefully it's it's well received um if there is that need there that um the owners said there is um another bar that's this is not really like an i mean i guess we haven't had a 70s themed bar in knoxville i mean it's just you know it's going to be a bar that just has a theme attached to it it's mm-hmm. not like it's a delta eight bar or sober bar or something that's like a totally new concept but fly by night opening up um on severe avenue 906 i believe severe avenue the, the same building with uh Redbud kitchen and high wire brewing um that end cap there if you're looking at the building it's gonna be all the way to the left is something I think is worth getting very excited for. We mentioned Turn Club on the podcast last week is having one of the best uh, bar logos in downtown Knoxville, but it's not just their logo. I mean, their drinks, their theming that they have there at Turn Club is uh, impeccable. And so for them to be uh, bringing you know their expertise with a new concept, Fly By Night, again, 70s theme bar, a lot of brown, shag carpet, velvets, uh, disco balls. I mean, just the whole the whole shebang. Yeah. Uh, bringing that to uh, South Knoxville, an area that you know I call home, you know. is exciting. What kind of what kind of drink would you order in a '70s bar? Would you want to order like a an older cocktail that goes with shag carpet, or are you are you just sticking with your uh, your IPAs? Oh no, I mean, their even their drinks are going to be um, you know really? '70s style. So one of the '70s style cocktails that was mentioned to me was a Harvey Wallbanger. Um, well, Harvey Wallbanger. At least, uh, you know, this is from Jocelyn. One of the owners said, "We want to take those seventies cock- era cocktails and transform them into something that is palatable and delicious." Think about a Harvey Wallbanger, but make it good. And so, a Harvey Wallbanger um, is uh, pretty much a, a, a screwdriver with some liqueur added to it. You know, I, I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's one of those where you're going to immerse yourself, and you know, and, and really, hopefully, people will. Um, you know, flock to it. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely be there. And like yeah. I said, it's it's a neighborhood that I care about, and it's a um, a part of town that just like North Knoxville is growing. Uh, I have a story over at knoxnews.com. I think I mentioned at the top of the show about the biggest downtown headlines to watch for the rest of 2022. And one of the, um, not headlines, I guess, but storylines. And, and one of the storylines was, yes, all this land grabbing is happening around the old city stadium. But as property value increases in those areas, the people that are going to be able to invest in those areas are going to have to have that that money in their pocket to be able to do so. And so yeah. I like to think that um, you know for the rest of this year and into 2023, we're going to see people who are starting up new business or maybe you know just branching out with their um, you know their first business beyond the one they started with like Jocelyn and Ryan going from turn club to uh, fly by night mm-hmm. I think a lot of that growth for you know new businesses startups are going to happen north and south of downtown um, just because those are the natural corridors coming out of the city and maybe investing in the city might be a little bit uh, too costly for some folks so um, South Knoxville just like North Knoxville is a place that you should keep an eye on in 2022 in addition to fly by night um, there has been a uh, a a punk slash motorcycle venue that has opened up on uh, Severe Avenue, kind of right before you get to the Gay Street Bridge, he- heading um, towards downtown. Um, that's exciting. Haven't been over there yet. That's called Danger Company. And then I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, but apartments going up right by Sutching Landing Park. Those are starting to take shape, and you can start to see, you know, envision what those are going to look like once they're complete. And so. That's exciting. And then on Island Home Avenue, there's some townhomes that are coming up across from uh, across from Trailhead Beer Market. So north and south, two things to be excited about. I feel like the list, this list can go on and on and on. I mean, there's a lot going on. Just this second half of 2022, and 
things are just going to continue to grow. Yeah. Knoxville is popping. And I think, you know, exciting. I, I, I imagine for somebody like you who's who's new to town, I, I thought I moved to Knoxville at the perfect time. And in a way I did. I've had to, mm-hmm. I, I've gotten to watch the growth over the past few years, but I don't think that growth is stopping. So I think four years from now, if you're still around, hope you are, Fingers that I, crossed. you'll be saying the same thing that I did that, wow, you know, four years ago when I first moved here, this town has completely changed. Um, for the better, a lot of good growth happening and an exciting time to be here. So yeah. I have seen some growth in just six months being here. So I cannot wait for the future. I think it's going to be really exciting. Well, that does it for this week's show. Thank you for tuning in. I have been your host, Ryan Willis, joined by Silas Sloan. If you would like to keep up with us in the meantime, between episodes, you can give me a follow on Instagram. I am at Knox Scruff. And you can give me a follow on Twitter at Silas Sloan or check out my page on knoxnews.com. But before you go, while you still got your podcast platform pulled up, whether it's Spotify, Apple, whatever it is, make sure you hit that like or subscribe button so you get a notification every time a new episode drops or Mm -hmm. come back on Mondays. That's typically when we publish these things. But while you're at it, also, I'd say go ahead and leave us a review, a a five-star one if you would. That'd be great. And let us know what you love about the show. As always, the Scruffy Stuff is presented by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here and a whole lot more. All the downtown coverage, all the Knoxville coverage, Knox County, East Tennessee, uh, anything that you could want in a news site. We got it, baby. (laughs) So uh, KnoxNews.com slash subscribe, though. While we appreciate your support of the podcast, heading on over there to that website uh, and signing up to support local journalism. Checking out the awesome deals that we have going on right now is a way you can even further support. So again, that's KnoxNews.com slash subscribe. And be sure also to head on over to Facebook and ask for permission to join the Urban Knoxville Facebook group, which mm-hmm. Silas, you post in a lot. Um, and I try to post as, as much as I can. Um, basically, posting about um, anything that's happening around town. You know, it will be some of our stories and some of the work that we're working on. But we really encourage everybody that's in that group to get the conversation going, join in on the downtown discussion, and you know, hopefully, this podcast will be posted in there, and you can let us know what you think about the show, anything that you're excited about here for the rest of 2022. We would love to hear it. Uh, hopefully you loved hearing us talk for the last 30 minutes or so. I don't know. I've been looking at how long this podcast ran. It felt right. It felt like a good time. It felt like about 30 minutes. I had fun. felt like know. the right time. And if it was a good time, as always. So Silas, oh, absolutely. Thanks for joining. And we'll see y'all again next week.